Welcome to the Cinema Rat, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent, narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to continue the series of The Emperor Has No Clothes and talk about Noah Centineo. Now, Noah Centineo, of course, is not an A-list actor by any means, but at one point, and I think maybe there are still some circles in the prepubescent and pubescent female categories that think that he is a future A-lister. I don't agree. Now, some of you might not know who Noah Centineo is because you don't have Netflix or you don't have children. Noah Centineo is a 26-year-old American actor who's probably most famous. Oh, I wouldn't even say it's most famous. He's not most famous for being in Black Adam, but he's most famous for his Netflix high school rom-coms. And he certainly had a career before that. He was on the TV show The Fosters. I think that's where he probably got his break and that he was able to parlay that into doing some of these Netflix movies, but he's done quite a few of these, and I have to admit, sadly, I've seen, I think, the majority of these. SPF 18, 2017. Don't think I saw that, or maybe I saw a little of it. To All the Boys I Love Before, which I'll talk about in a second, I've seen Sierra Burgess is a Loser. I've seen that as well. The Perfect Date, I've seen. He's got a great name in that one. Brooks Radigan. I love that. He had a little cameo in Charlie's Angels, the reboot with Kristen uh, Stewart, which is a horrifically bad movie. Most recently, he has been in the Black Adam movie where he he doesn't have the lead role. Of course, that's The Rock. And he was in The Recruit. Now, The Recruit, again, is a Netflix show, and it's essentially about him being a CIA agent. And I think... (laughs) Just, I watched like the first 20 minutes of this uh, because back in my old day, I almost became a CIA agent. I got to the final interview. I was I was brought to Langley. This is right before 9-11. And I did not pass either the psych eval or the lie detector because I had to do both. And I did not pass it, which is probably a better thing because that was right before 9-11. Who knows what my life would have been like. And if you've ever seen the movie the recruit with colin farrell we're talking about colin farrell i think this episode will probably come out after the colin farrell one of the same name my life could have been like the recruit where i was sent to the farm and taught how taught all the spy tricks and so forth but that was not god's plan for me but in the recruit he plays a a a young cia agent and it's kind of a suspense tv show and look Noah Centineo, I think there is a segment of the population, especially the girls that will always know him as Peter Kaminsky. And look, it's not that I don't think he is good in those movies. I think that he's got some talent. And look, the To All the Boys movies, and there's, if you don't know this, there is a trilogy. But To All the Boys I've Loved Before is the original. It's a good movie. It's cute. Lena Lena Condor is the lead, and he's the second lead. And again, as I mentioned, he plays Peter. 
And I think that's where he really blew up. He did some movies before that, but uh, it's the To All the Boys movies that really he got his fame from. And he, he does evince a certain amount of charm and he has some comedic timing, but overall, I, I would characterize Noah Centineo as kind of like a Neanderthal. And then he's like, ooh, 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 and then his knuckles are scraping. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of his thing. And he doesn't have a lot of range. But I mean, to be fair, he he made good on the Netflix movies, and we talked about it on the episode. I think it's probably the fifth or sixth episode we did here, is on how the death of the rom coms in theatrical release. And there certainly is a place for romantic comedies because there are people who like them. I like them. I think they're nice and relaxing. And I notice the older I get, even though there's a lot of tropes in rom-coms that are just laughably funny, as a whole, the older I get, the more I skew horror movies and like heavy violence movies. And I just like rom-coms, right? Because you know the tropes and they're easy to watch and they typically have telegenic people that are nice on the eyes and so forth. So when To All The Boys came out, I did watch it because it was getting some love. And it's a really good throwback to the John Hughes movies of the 80s. They're even mentioned in it. And it's the typical kind of can't buy me love trope of the nerdy girl, the popular guy, the popular guy has a girlfriend who used to be the friends of the nerdy girl. And then there's another guy. And then at the end, they have to pretend that they're a couple. And of course, they pretend, but then they fall in love. And then the sequels are not nearly as good nearly as good but the first one is i would probably argue the best high school rom-com of the teens i know that might be a bold statement because there are some other good ones that are pretty good like edge of 17 and and there's some other ones but this one is just i mean i i would say if you look at the netflix algorithm if they release that information i would tell you that in terms of of netflix rom-coms it's probably the most viewed I think Kissing Booth, which also had three of them, that, that was Jacob Elordi and Zoe King. That one also was successful. I mean, it did have two sequels. So they're not going to do sequels on ones that are not successful. Kind of like Sierra Burgess is a loser. They didn't do sequels on that. So it was successful. And part of it is due to his role as Peter Kaminsky. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that he is not good in those movies what i'm saying though is he doesn't have a future career i don't feel he does simply because a range he doesn't have a lot of range and i think to be successful in hollywood you either have to have a couple of qualities and one of them is range certainly that that does help and others is just classic good looks classic beauty Let's be let's be honest. Let's be just completely reductionistic. Just the ability to memorize lines and parrot them out. But either way, I, I just don't see this. And I thought maybe he might have a future as a leading man, rom-com kind of guy. But then I watched The Recruit and it just felt like, ugh, it was cringeworthy. And it, he's not believable as a CIA agent, even a young, impressionable CIA agent. It, it's just, he's not believable. And I get it. Netflix wants to give him opportunities because essentially Netflix made him a star with the To All the Boys. And look, I mean, to be honest, some of the other ones that he's done are, are pretty decent. I would say Sierra Burgess as a, is a loser is not one of them. But The Perfect Date is cute. He's essentially a guy who's in high school who wants to 
pay he's got to pay his way into college so he creates an app or his friend creates an app where he takes women out on dates and he essentially portrays different types of people so if the girl's a country girl he'll be a country guy if the girl needs a date for a black tie event he'll be a black tie event and there's a love interest in that in that uh, movie as well and that movie's fine but you can only do that role so much so he's essentially peter kavinsky in the perfect date he's essentially peter kavinsky in pretty much every role he's done and so when you watch him in the recruit again i don't blame him for wanting to do this role because he wants to have a career he's only 26 but when he does this role it's like oh peter kavinsky graduated went to college very quickly and now is in the cia and and that's that's the issue you know he doesn't have this chameleon uh, ability like some other actors do and so look i just think in the future he had his shot he might get a couple of other shots but eventually he's just going to be uh, a streaming rom-com guy and i think part of it is he doesn't have classic good looks it's not to say he's not handsome but he doesn't have classic jacob alordi looks i know i mentioned him quite a bit he doesn't have those classic good looks and he's not like jacob alordi can demonstrate in euphoria he does have depth. He 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 can pull off kind of kooky, crazy, but also very charming. And when it comes to Noah, Noah, as of this point, has not demonstrated that kind of range. And essentially, like we talked about in Rebel Wilson, we talked about with J-Lo, we talked about with Davidson, all these people have one thing in common is that they just essentially don't have range and play themselves. And I'm, I, I think that Noah is... Uh, the same thing here. Guys, I'll post a poll over at the Facebook page. If you agree or disagree about Noah Centineo, I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time. <laughs>